Welcome to another episode of Build Your Authority. Today's guest is Samatina Zenon. Thank you very much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. How are you doing today? Great. Um, could you briefly introduce yourself and your book? Yes. The audience. My name is Samantina Zenon. I am an actress. Um, I am an author of the book Joy, The Five Life That Clarify Your Best Self Through the Pain. Um, I'm also a mental health advocate. I advocate about child abuse prevention and also domestic violence prevention. So basically the book is about healing from your childhood traumas and find ways to find joy within yourself. And of course, that part is, um, you know, hurt is painful, but it's definitely necessary. That is the best way to move on from your past and not allow your past to define you. So how did you research this book? How did you, how were you able to, to um, find the information to put into the book? I spoke mostly based on my own experience as a child um, that's another thing too. I'm glad you actually brought that up because a lot of times when I read help, um, self-help book, it just seems so generic. And I'm like, okay, you're not really giving me any information that I don't already know. It's like people once again, do research and then put a bunch of stuff in the book. And I'm like, I could have done that myself. Why am I going to buy this book just to read things I can find on the internet? So I wanted to approach it differently because I felt like if I'm, it's, it's a self-help book. I feel like if I'm going to write a self-help book, I need to come from a personal place and, tell my transparent, be transparent and tell my actual authentic story and tell the people, the readers that are going to read the book, how I went about it to heal myself, how I went about it to be in a better place. To me, that's just the best way to go about it. So that's exactly what I did. And, you know, even though I had gone to therapy for about three years to heal myself from the tra tra traumatic experiences I've, I had as a child, it was still, when I was writing the book, like I had to think back about some of the events, some of the unpleasant events, I still felt some kind of way. And I'm like, wow, I can't believe I survived this. So it's definitely going to teach people a lot about being resilient. So you almost through it, it was like, would you say reliving it or, or was it, was it like therapy for you? It's, it's not really about reliving it. It's more like having flashback of those things. It's kind of like, I guess, having a PTSD flashback, but it's not like extreme where I'm like feeling unsafe. I'm like, wow, I actually went through that. Wow. And I actually survived it. So that's just like one of those things that I, you know, it's like, I just, I had to think about it because like I said, if I'm going to write this book that I'm going to call it self, a self-help book, I actually have to feel, I have to be helpful in some ways. And the best way to be helpful is to actually be real and be authentic and be very transparent with what I really experienced as a child. What was the hardest thing about writing the book? The hardest thing for me was definitely relieving, re, re, like, I don't want to say reliving, but thinking about them, rethinking about them, because, you know, I felt like when I went to therapy, I was going to therapy for three years. I, a lot of the session, I was crying my heart out you know it's like because it's like it was a lot of feelings and things that I was numb to I was suppressing for a long time because I I was putting on this brave face of being brave all the time because that's what we've been told we got to be brave we have to move on we can't stuck on our past but unfortunately our past tend to affect us as adults if, if you don't if you don't address it if you don't heal from it so um I thought you know 
after going to therapy, healing from them, talking to a professional about them, I, I I'm healed from it. If I talk about it again, it wouldn't really bother me. But there were times there were section in the book when I had to re I guess rethink about them. I'm like, wow, I got a little emotional. You had a, during having released the book, you had some really good and positive feedback from the people that have suffered. Yeah, you know, the thing is, a lot of people say like, wow, you make me, you have me start to think about a lot of things. And that to me is the reaction that I want from many of my, many of the people that bought the book so far. They're like, I, like, literally I wasn't thinking about, I guess in a way it kind of provokes them in a good way. It's like, wow, there was this one woman, she said, I'm raising a son and I'm going to make sure whatever that I'm with her as a child doesn't affect them. Because that's another thing that I mentioned in the book too. Whatever broke you as a child, make sure you don't pass it down to your kids because generational traumas is a real thing. Unless we take control of it, unless we heal from them, we will literally keep passing it down to our kids. So the fact that that woman said that to me, I'm like, okay, I am, I did something right. Because that was another thing that really scared me because I'm like, I don't want to provoke people or trigger some things in certain people where they feel like, okay, that's not helping me. The reality is we have to address these things in order for us to move on in a better place because life is a circle. With with something like that, did you have to research of the best best way to approach to approach that within your book? So one thing that I did was before I wrote the chapters, I wanted to highlight specific things. So the first thing I did was an outline. Like, where did I want to start in my own life? Like, what part of my life that I, that I wanted to tell? Obviously, my whole entire life wasn't, like, horrible because as I got older, I moved out of my parents' house. I, you know, started living in the real world and facing challenges on my own. And that's when I started to find my own way. So I felt like I wanted to show people where I started and where I am now. So the first thing I had to do was, re like, write down, these are the specific places events that I want to highlight in the book and how did you how did you get like almost a a different perspective to almost help somebody through that that trauma perspective like a different perspective from other people or like as in not put your yourself fully in it to actually be able to help people through the trauma so the way I, the way I did it was for each chapter, I start by telling my own personal story or specific even in my life. And then this next section, the next section, I, that's the part where I actually give the real advice. Oh, cool. Yeah. So it's like one of the chapters is called No Longer Bound. Long, no Longer Bound is basically at first I started telling my story about a bad experience that I had with somebody who was flabbergasting me, who was trying to make me feel guilty about something. Then I explain afterwards, I explain these are some of the signs. If somebody's doing these things to you, that's not healthy for your relationship because if you don't feel comfortable doing something, somebody shouldn't make you feel guilty about it. So that's basically how I approached it. Start with a personal story and then give the tools, give the helpful tools. How, how did you, how did you launch the, the book? How did I launch it? Well, I, right now it's launched online. Um, I'm trying to have it, um, at Barnes and Noble right now it's at Target, Barnes and Noble, Lulu, uh amazon pretty much all over the internet 
I want to have it on in, in some physical stores like Barnes and Nobles and Target. But for people who live in different countries, they will definitely be able to get it on Amazon because on Amazon, it's available in like 21 different countries. Did you did you have any family members to help you with, with the book itself? No. I mean, you know, I feel like healing, when you're healing yourself, it's sometimes it has to be something that you do by yourself. Because the thing is, everybody's not ready to heal yet. Some people are not just in that place in life where they're ready to take that step because healing is a process. And I want people to understand when you're healing yourself, don't think, well, it's only going to take me a few months. If I read a few books, if I, if I went to a couple of therapy sessions, my life will be great. No. When you go through that process, it gives you the tools. When you face other challenges in life, you know how to go about them. So you have to understand self-care is more than just the physical. It should be emotional, mental. Our mental health should always matter to us. We should always put that first. So healing to me is something that we have to work on for the rest of our lives. That's on my own. That's just my own personal take on it. Definitely. Did did you you have anything that you set up for after after the book, like a community or or anything like that? Right now, I am working with an organization in Haiti. It's called Haitian Women Caucus. So it's basically, it basically work with women who are, who have been domestically violated, who are in domestic violence relationships. I guess I am like a spokesperson for them right now. That's basically what I'm using my platform for. Um, my story is basically, um, my, I guess my take on the, on the domestic violence story is, a child being raised in a home like that. Cause I often, we often hear people talk about women being battered, but we never talk about how the kids who live in these homes are affected. Kids that lives in these homes are affected. Their mental health is affected. And that's the point that people, I barely hear people talk about. And, um, I felt like it was important for me to tell that story because over the years, I've heard so many stories. Um, when I first graduated college, I was working at the summer camp and there were these two kids that used to always show up late every single time. And one day we're on the playground, they standing next to me. They were about eight years old. They were a fraternal twin, a boy and a girl. And they, they were standing next to me. The other kids are playing. They're standing next to me. They look kind of sad, right? And then I told them like, you guys always come late. You know, we work and we normally do reading in the morning. And then after lunch, we do math. You guys, when you guys come so late, you, you guys don't get to participate. You know, like I said, I know it's summertime. You guys may sleep late, but try to come, try to tell your mom or your grandma to try to bring you to, to the summer camp early. And the girl, she took a deep breath and she said, I hear kids complain about toys. Toys? Having the latest toys is the late, is the last thing on my mind. I live in a home where I don't even feel safe. It really threw me off because I'm like, wait, what? I thought you were going to say I was watching TV. I'm always watching TV late at night. That's why I'm here. That's why I don't show up early to summer camp. You're dealing with a lot at home. And in the boy, you could tell he was getting emotional. He started stuttering and he started telling me some of the crazy things that were going on in their home. Their mom was with some crazy psychotic man who literally beat the crap out of her every day. She was eight months pregnant. 
and he's beating her while she's pregnant. This won't be, and she was, they were explaining some things that were super graphic. And I was literally having flashback on my own experience as a child. And she was, and the, the day that, the day that we were having this conversation, their mom dropped them off and she was wearing big sunglasses. And apparently something crazy happened at home. The man went crazy on her, kicked her in her stomach. It was just so bad. And I'm like, wow. What people don't realize is like people can say, you know, kids talk a lot, but a lot of times when they talk, they are crying out for help. That's what I realized that day. She was not just talking to tell on her mom. She was talking because she felt helpless in that house. And so I feel like as somebody who experienced it as a child and I knew what it's like to feel helpless, I will always be that voice and I will always use my platform to tell their story. And, and I hope, I truly hope I bring some sort of awareness to people who are in these situations. For the women who are in these situations, if you don't care about your safety enough, you have to at least care for your kids' safety. Because I'm telling you right now, it is affecting them. Do you feel that, like that this book <sighs> itself, do you think it almost lit your fire to do more? Yes. <laughs> That's literally why I wrote it. I'm like, yes, I have to. Because I'm like... In a way, I feel like I am influential. Like, I, I, I feel like I have a good community of people that follows me on social media that's been watching the things that I do. Like, I feel like it would be a disservice if I don't tell the, these people's story. And I feel like, because I am an empath, and I'm like, there's a reason why people feel comfortable to tell me their stories. Like, it's not just those kids that told me their stories. I have met men, women that, that literally feel comfortable to tell me their stories. Like there was this one time I was sitting on a train. This man decided to tell me his story as he was going to visit his mom in a nursing home. So I feel like there's a reason why these people are coming to me to tell me those type of stories. You know, it's like sometimes people don't know how to express those type of things because they feel embarrassed, you know? And I'm like, because they're, they're not healed from it yet. So they don't know how to approach the situation. So it's like, heal yourself and then become the voice. That's how I feel. And that's the message that I'm going to continue to preach. And I want people to really get on board. Well, definitely. It's like, almost like when you get onto a plane and they said to put on your oxygen, oxygen mask on first. Right, right. Before that ends. Thank you so much for being on the show today. I just want to summarize a little bit of what we said. And really, I summarize it about that it was about passion and an inward flame and to tell, tell your story that can affect, you don't know who that can affect, as in the children rather than necessarily the, the, the main arbitrators of this, of, of domestic abuse. Right, right. I mean, the thing is also another thing that I personally experienced was because my mother was being battered, she used to take out her anger on me, especially with me, especially me mainly because I was very hyper as a child. I was very curious. I like to touch. I like to ask questions. And she couldn't stand that. Like, sit down, go somewhere. I'm going through my own thing. Why are you being annoying? And I felt like I never really had a chance to be a child as a kid because I had to grow up fast. And so when I hear people say they grew up fast, there's a lot more to that story. It's not just that they have an old soul. There, there, there are times probably whatever they went through as a child, they had to grow up fast. It's like they had to get on their survival mode to survive. So that's just one of those things that I discovered since I've been telling my stories and I've been hearing other people's stories. And I'm like, oh, 
Okay, so it's not just you having an old soul, it's the fact that you have to survive based on your environment and the experiences you had as a child. Where can the where the where can the audience reach out to you? Well, I am on social media at Wild Sam Fears. You can check out my website at www.samantina.com. So that's www.samantina.com. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> my email is contact at samantina.com. But if you go on my website, you can definitely send an email. Or if you go on my social media, my email is also there. So there's definitely ways you can reach out to me. Thank you so much for being on today, Samantina. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for the work that you're doing.